Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Welcome to One Bills Live on this December 29th, 2022. Steve Tasker here with you. Chris Brown is off just for today, and we're pleased to be joined by uh, our own friend, a uh, friend of the show, Chris Trapasso, CBS Sports. Chris, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's back up from the practice squad, right? I mean, yeah, right. This right is before your, Thanksgiving, this is now your, I'm back around New Year's. This is like your I, second call up. Second call up, and I hope to do better than last time. Always trying to improve, like Sean McDermott says. It's great That's to be right. back. Yeah, growth mindset. It's a good good thing to have. We're yep. here on a Thursday. The the team is back on the practice field after having the co- the holiday off and after the uh, productive but a little bit chaotic trip to and from Chicago. The Bills are back on the practice field. Sean McDermott spoke to the media today at noon. We're going to have sound from that uh, just you know right here in this segment uh, before we get you know after we get settled in here. Um, he spoke for about 13, 14 minutes. Um, the, the most significant thing to come out of what Sean said, and I'll give you a heads up, is that uh, Mitch Morris is out of the concussion protocol, so the starting center for the Bills has a chance to get back on the field and you know play as normal, which is a huge boost for a club that looked like it was going to go in to the playoffs and maybe throughout. Um, it strikes me uh, back on the practice field like nothing happened. And I, from my own experience, having a handful or so of concussions, probably a smart thing for Mitch that it probably was mild concussion. And he said, listen, I'm, I might have a little something here because he's had six of them. And he knows. And it's better to be safe. And he went through the protocols and now he's back on the field. That's a good thing. And it kind of aligned with the Bills schedule that they faced the sure. Chicago Bears last week, one of the bottom feeders in the NFL, a team that's rebuilding. And then up ahead, the Biggest game of the season, Monday Night Football <laughs> against the 11-win Bengals, the Patriots at home to end the season, hopefully for the Bills to lock up that one seed. So it, it kind of worked out. The Bills have had a rash of injuries this season, but this is one, like you said, probably a mild concussion, and it happened at kind of the right time for Mitch Morse. Well, there's never a good time for a concussion, but um, he is back on it, and it did work out well for the Bills. They were able to win the game um, handily in Chicago and and now he can get back on the field and and feel good about it Boogie Basham is also uh has been 
has a calf injury he's dealing with. Ryan Bates has a knee he's dealing with. Um, Basham is not going to practice today. Taiwan Jones won't practice today. Jordan Poyer won't practice. A little bit of a knee issue for Jordan. He's, been, he's had it for the last couple of weeks there like that. Steph Diggs is ill and will not practice today. And also, the 21-day – none of these things that I just mentioned are really – Earth-shattering. Serious. Uh, that, yeah, nothing yeah, like seems – I don't weekend. know that they're going to be uh, even pushed back to game-time decisions. I think they'll probably, we'll probably know uh, uh, tomorrow or Saturday as to how what their condition is mm-hmm. going to be for the game. The Bills also opened the 21-day practice window for Christian Benford, the cornerback who broke his hand, was out, has been out on IR for four games. He's back on the field, and they're going to have a chance maybe – well, whenever they want, whenever they think he's ready, they can get him back in the lineup. Big. Uh, don't forget, he's the guy who started at corner week one, snap one for the defense yeah. of the Buffalo Bills. Um, now he's back in the mix. Kyrie Elam has been gaining some traction. Dane Jackson been holding it down. So, uh, you know, knock on wood, this is kind of where we saw this Bills team head towards the playoffs last year, that when they were the three seed, they were healthy going into the playoffs. And I thought that was a huge thing. Now, certainly, Micah Hyde and – Von Miller are no small losses, uh, but you've kind of had enough time to recoup and and kind of smooth those over. Yeah, and it, it it certainly can be frustrating for fans during the season in September, October, November when there's injuries and maybe the Bills are being a little overly precautious. They're not bringing someone back who probably could play. It's all for this. It's for what you just said, Steve, that the Bills, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, the strength and conditioning program, they know – how important it is to be healthy after Christmas leading into the playoffs. And with Mitch Morse, Boogie Basham, a lot of these other players that Steve just outlined, you want to be healthy as possible, as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. And like you mentioned, it, it does seem like the Bills are leading in that direction as we're heading into January. Yeah, it, it's all in front of them. There's no question about that. There's, there's no getting around it. They are exactly where they want to be in the standings of the one seed. The trouble is they got to keep winning, and it's not going to be easy. they got maybe what is – we said this yesterday, Chris, I'll get your take on it. The Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs have kind of separated themselves yeah, from have. the rest of the conference. I mean, there's just – there's really no other way to look at it. Um, they're – 12 and 3, 12 and 3, 11 and 4. Everybody else has got at least five losses, and that's Baltimore, and they're not even winning their division uh, because of Cincinnati. Um, everybody else has got six, seven, eight losses uh, down the road. These three teams have begun to rise to the top here late in the season. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting is that these three teams have all played each other. And, and for the Bills to get this game on the road, primetime Monday night football. Of course, if you're the Bills, you want to win this game to, to stay aligned to get that number one seed. But just getting the experience, this is almost going to be a playoff-like atmosphere. You played the Chiefs in Arrowhead. You played uh, Baltimore in the rain in Baltimore. It's been a season where the Bills haven't gotten a bunch of cupcakes, and that's kind of inflated their record. Wherever they ultimately end up seed-wise, they will have faced the top upper echelon teams in the AFC to kind of prepare them for what they're going to see in the postseason. Yeah, no matter how this game goes, they're going to have a pretty good record against those teams. They beat Kansas City, beat Baltimore, uh, split with Miami, of course, but even so, it was, you know, that was the first game that was lost down in Miami was one of those games that was hard fought, a uh, mm-hmm. very close loss. Yeah. yeah, the Bills are hard to beat, and, and it's going to be interesting to see because – um, and we've said this a lot over the last few weeks or last week or so. They're twenty now, twenty-one and 
four over their last 25 games. And the four losses are an overtime loss in the Kansas City game, two points to uh, Dolphins, uh, two points to the Dolphins, three points to the Ravens. Or no, I see. Hold on, let me get this right. Let me get Jets. this right. The Jet three point loss to the Jets, three point loss to the Minnesota Vikings in overtime, and then of course the two point loss to the Dolphins and the six point loss in overtime to the Chiefs last year. That's that's the only four losses they've got over the last 25 games. They're hard out. They're hard to beat, and I would the, the Bengals are going to find that out this weekend. Certainly, if the Bills waltz into Cincinnati, Cincinnati, and beat the Bengals on Monday night in their building, that's a massive flex for me. Yeah, I, I'm, it's going to get undersold because it'll, the game will be probably a little ugly, you know. And they won't, you know, they won't be scoring. It'll probably be a seventeen fourteen game, one one of those things. And yeah. They'll be like, I don't know, the Bills. They've beaten everybody of any consequence in the conference. What my thing has been this whole season, at the beginning of the year, being the Vegas favorites, and I feel like I said this last time, it's so easy in, in today's fantasy football world to, to get transfixed on Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, what they can do offensively. The reason they were the Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl and still are today, how well-balanced they are. We saw last week they didn't really get off to the best start offensively. Josh Allen throws an interception. In the end zone, uh, the Bears go down, score a touchdown on their opening drive. Then the defense clamped down. And Justin Fields, who's been you know over 1,000 yards rushing, might set the NFL record rushing yards in a single season for a quarterback, was a complete non-factor the rest of the game. So the Bills can beat you with Josh Allen heroics, with their scheme, with their depth on their offense, and the defensive line, the, to me, all-pro caliber linebackers. A very deep secondary that now has Tredavious Whiteback. So I think the Bengals and Bills, two similar teams, but the reason why the Bills are still viewed by the national media as the Super Bowl favorite, they can beat you with all three phases of the game. The defense is really yeah. good, and the offense, when it's clicking, is as good as any in uh, football. Yeah, I, I, we've, I've been talking to Brownie about that on the air as well this week, that you know, the Bills have beaten, used every facet of their team to beat people. Certainly, mm-hmm. Tyler Bass and special teams and Sam Martin have played extremely well. Bass, you know, he missed a kick, two kicks in Chicago in a windy, in a windy day, city. Yeah. Um, okay, but you know he's hit game winners year in year, you know, time and time again. Um, Sam Martin flipped the field in Chicago in a big way when they needed it the most, although it turned out to be inconsequential because of the mm-hmm. score and, we, and the Bills just stretched it out. Uh, that special teams, the running game exploded in Chicago. They've done that a couple of times this year where they ran the ball more than they threw it. Uh, they've done it with big plays, all our Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and they've done it with efficient offense and if, like – in week one against the Rams, and then week two against Tennessee. Yeah, that's why. That's they why they're have, they're so. They've done it every which way you can yeah. think of, and they've done it being more injured than they've been in five years or three years. Anyway, no, probably all. Every, this is the most injured they've been in t- Sean McDermott's yes. tenure. Agreed. And they've done it that way as well. So there, this game has every. You have every reason to believe this game is going to be. Uh, a hard-fought, close game because the Cincinnati Bengals aren't going anywhere either. They're their own. They've got their own gifts. They're high-powered offense with a quarterback that just is so efficient. You can't get them off the field, yeah. basically, mm-hmm. and that's a real problem for a lot of teams. You got to kind of wait till they drop a pass on yep. third uh, to get them off the field. So this is going to be a game that's that's really going to be worth your time. They're two similar teams. I mean, the Bengals too are a team that can score a lot of points. Joe Burrow, the deep 
wide receiver group, probably the best trio at the receiver position in the NFL. You got Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ron at running back, who's filled in admirably when Joe Mixon was hurt earlier in the season. And then everything what they do defensively with Jesse Bates, who's an elite free safety, Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator, who disguises things very well. The defensive front is good. The linebackers are good. So to me, it's really going to be a good game, in my opinion, because these are two very similarly constructed teams that have the quarterback, the franchise-caliber guy that can make those game-changing throws, and so much balance. So this is the day of the week. Uh, this is a Thursday, but actually for game day, this is actually a Wednesday for the team. They're using, they move the schedule back because they play on Monday night, of course, everybody knows. But um, today is the day Sean McDermott spoke to the media. We're going to get his comments right now as he sat down today, spoke to the media on what would be a Wednesday uh, and now that everybody, you, me, and everybody in New York kind of puts the Bears game behind him and say, all right, let's hear about the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's Sean McDermott to the media this morning. Nah, open Christian Benford's window today, starting today. So with that, I'll turn it over to you. <clears throat> I will make people today. Yeah. How, uh, I guess just how, how do you look at just – how the Bills Foundation made a big donation today. Yeah. And just the recovery process and just from your point of view, how difficult it was seeing how, how much this community went through over the yeah. yeah, difficult uh, situation, difficult circumstances. Um, you know, great to see uh, that, that money, that contribution going to a, to a good cause and helping the people of Western New York and everyone affected by the, by the storm. Hey, Sean, what do you see in, um, in the Bengals' pass defense? They've been really pretty good. I mean, the opposing passers, they, only one guy's top 300 all year against them. Yeah. What, what do you see in that particular unit? No, they do, they do a really good job. I think Coach Lou does a uh, phenomenal job. Um, they're defensive coordinator, and uh, I've admired his work for a number of years. very smart um, in his approach, and, and they've got continuity on that side of the ball where they've – uh, been together for some time, so that that helps the rapport that they've built, and um, you know they got talent across the board as well. Are, are they a team, Sean? I know all teams mix it up throughout the game. Are they a team in particular that maybe does a little bit more mixing and different looks and disguises than? Yeah, I, you know I would say most teams are multiple these days, um, but you know like I said, uh, what they do is uh, you know very creative and. They affect protections with with some of the looks they give you, and they give you different looks up front, uh, five down look, and so on and so forth. So they do they uh, they do a good job there. This uh, was your I realize you, how the storm <coughs> affected the team is not significant compared to the, the people in the community, but uh, was this, did the storm affect your week aside from the fact you got in late on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Were they what they would have been for you or? Uh, we, we had to shuffle things around a bit uh, compared to what we had initially planned um, coming out of the Chicago game, uh, initially going into the sh- Chicago game and then coming out of it with the, with the uh, you know, not being able to get home there for a little bit. So uh, we shuffled things around and we make it work. So when players were off, going to be off Monday anyway, Monday was a day off for the players, right? And that's what it was going to be? I'm not going to get into what it was going to be and what it was and uh, yeah, I got it. That's what it was, and yeah. So, you're comfortable with just the, the, having a three-day practice window, which is what you would usually have anyway. Right, right, yeah. Sean, how did you feel that like Bucker 
you know, handled everything coming back. I know he didn't play a ton or anything like that, but how did you feel that he handled everything? Yeah, back? he did a great job. Um, good to have him out there and, and seeing him get some action, albeit on uh, mostly the field goal unit team there, but uh, good to have him out there with us. I know you don't get too hyped about individual games, but do you sense the magnitude of this one being, you know, that it is a huge, huge game for the number one seed potentially? I mean, do you, do you sense that it is maybe a little bit bigger than your ordinary regular season game? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is what you work so hard for throughout the you know the body of the season is to come down to the stretch here and play these games. Um, we've got a lot of respect for for the the Bengals. They're the defending AFC champions, obviously, and represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. So, uh, and came within a whisker of winning that game, right? So, um, you know, it's a good opponent. They they won seven straight. What do you make of? We've seen Josh go against Patrick Mahomes numerous times, and. Just, just the fact that this is the first time Josh has get the gets to face Joe Burrows in a game. I mean, what do you look to see out of out of that? It's, I know they don't play each other, but out of that matchup and how intriguing that matchup is with two more young stars, you know, facing off against yeah, each other. I think that's really what it comes down to: is two two good teams led by two uh, really good quarterbacks, and um, you know, we just haven't played them which is probably the unusual part a little bit. Um, like we've played other teams multiple times. We just, we have not played them um, other than a few years ago. So, um, you know, they're a good team led by, led by Joe Burrow, obviously. And you watch him in college, he's been successful. You watch him now in the NFL, he's been successful. So um, they got a really strong team. What makes, him, what makes, what makes <coughs> Joe special uh, in, uh, among the special quarterbacks in the state? Well, again, I haven't gone up against him. This will be the first time, but from what it looks like on tape, extremely smart, um, you know, knows everything he needs to know at, at a young age, right, to, to be in full control of the offense, um, gets him in, in and out of the run game and, um, you know, does a really good job at the line of scrimmage. And um, from what I've heard of him and his habits, he's, uh, he's a product of, of his hard work and everything. So a lot of respect for that. Sean, you got a lot of production out of the run game in Chicago. Has that become a confidence thing, too, with the offense, both with the players and then maybe even in Ken in terms of calling it and everybody being maybe a little more on board as you have more and more success with it? Uh, I mean, I think just the element of staying two-dimensional as an offense is is, um, is important. And, you know, our offensive line did a good job of, of – uh, of coming off with a good pad level and, and gave the back some holes, and then the holes made some people, or excuse me, the, back, the uh, backs made some people miss in those holes, and um, so and then receivers, the receivers were were blocking down the field, which is good. So usually, when you can get some of those runs out past eight yards, the receivers are doing their job as well. Sean, you mentioned the kind of strings that you haven't faced Burrow yet. Um, kind of going off that, is there something that you get? that's different when you face a quarterback in person versus, I mean, there's plenty of tape on them, right? I mean, you watch game after game of them. Is there something different, though, that you get as a head coach when you watch someone in person? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no substitute for experience. Um, you know, and again, that's that's the un, a little bit unique part, I guess, of this is, you know, they've uh, just haven't been able, we haven't played them, we haven't come across, you know, their schedule, they haven't come across our schedule, so... Um, but again, two good teams that um, you know have earned the right to, to be here. Really, Sean, just from a human perspective, how much of a relief is it that Mitch was able to get back so quickly from a concussion, considering his history? Yeah, um, never take those um, lightly, uh, and uh, always you know defer to that concussion protocol because it is 
those are serious, and we, and we take those seriously. So um, glad that he was able to make it back, and, and we'll see where he goes this week. Sean, kind of going on Josh's question here. Um, you, you, you've seen the Chiefs a bunch of times. You've seen the Ravens multiple times, the Titans. Like you said, this team you haven't really seen because of the way the schedule fell. Is there a degree of interest, fun, from the coaching point of view of being able to dig into a team that's really good like this that you haven't really seen before? Uh, yeah, I mean, interest is you're really starting from zero as opposed to other teams that you have faced before. Um, so, you know, the time you got to put in is, is a little bit more than, than normal uh, just to acquaint yourself, get yourself familiar with who they are, their, who their personnel is, and schematically maybe what they like to do. And, um, but they're so strong, and I think Coach Taylor does a great job in putting these players in position. And, and then, like I said, Lou on the other side is, to me, uh, a really good defensive coordinator, and um, they've got a good rapport built up there. And, and so schematically, they're, they're tops in what they do, and then they're led by the quarterback. And, um, you know, really good, really good team in all three phases. Darren Simmons, a special teams coach, has uh, been at it a long time, and he's been, he's been in Cincinnati a long time as well. So he's obviously uh, at the tops of his game as well. How critical is they've got three receivers that are legit all over 700 yards, I think. How critical is it going to be for your secondary to, to hold up this week? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's yeah. That you don't come across a team with, with uh, those, three receivers like those like they have, um, and the yards that they've built up uh, collectively. Um, I mean that's that's unique in the NFL is to have three receivers that are that have had that that level of success over the years. So um, it's a it's one of the it's one of the many challenges that their offense presents. That was Sean McDermott today with the media here uh, just before practice. Uh, They're actually on the field right now. Um, take anything away from what he said? I mean, certainly there's a lot of respect there for what Cincinnati's doing. It seems like he's got a history with Anna Rumo, the defensive coordinator, and, uh, and likes his work, and that's coming from a head coach who was a defensive coordinator himself. So it, it says a little something about what he's got. Uh, the respect he has for Anna Rumo. Yeah, and I think a lot of times in today's NFL, we, we leading into a game – we kind of get false praise from coaches about other teams. I think that's genuine. Like, this is a genuinely good, yeah. well-rounded team that none of what Sean McDermott just said, what you just heard, was falsehood. I think he genuinely respects Luana Rumo, the job he did in that AFC title game against Patrick Mahomes, the depth they have with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. That was all real from Sean McDermott, that this is a big-time challenge for the Bengals, but certainly for the Bills, too, right. going into Cincinnati. Yeah, and it was also good, too, to see him uh, address the Mitch Morse thing. He said, you know, it's you got to be careful with that kind of thing. Um, I think Mitch did the, you know, was obviously the right thing. He came back and has come back and seems, you know, he's going to be at practice, um, which is awesome. Uh, you like to see that, and um, don't know how what his symptoms were or whatever, but he obviously went all the way through the protocol. The extra week helped him, uh, and uh, the extra couple of days anyway. And uh, so he's the, the offensive line, at least uh, in face, with the yeah. guys lining up, should be back to its full strength. And the silver lining with the Mitch Morse injury, and again, just like Sean said, you know, never take a concussion lightly. But it, it's kind of what we talked about when I was on a month ago and earlier in the season with – the injuries in the secondary and the injuries along the offensive line, guys like Greg Van Roten and David Quisenberry got s significant, considerable reps at different positions. Ryan Bates playing center. Uh, it's important 
as you get into the playoffs where you could be in a divisional round game. Mitch Morris goes down. Roger Saffold goes down. The depth has already gotten on the field and has gotten experience this season. And really, I thought against the Bears, not a great pass rush. They gave Josh Allen time. They blocked well for the run. It's important that throughout the course of a season, you're tapping into your full 53-man or even 90-man roster where you need, or 75-man roster where you need to play those depth players and let them get time on the field to say, hey, we might need to call on you in a game against the Bengals right. or in the playoffs. Yeah, it's really good that they, you know, nobody's going to get caught off guard having exactly. never, never played. Exactly. It's, really, it's really a good spot to be in. We're going to take a trip right now around the NFLs presented by Kaleida Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. You look at what's going along around the league. And the AFC West, we thought that division with the Chiefs <laughs> and the Broncos and the Raiders and the Chargers was going to be a juggernaut this year. It has not turned out that way. In fact, Major changes come. The Denver Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett and their head coach last week. Jerry Rossberg takes over. And now the Vegas Raiders are benching Derek Carr for the last two weeks of the season um, to finish out. Now, the Raiders, I mean, you know, it, it hasn't gone well for them. They're 6-9, and nine, not going to the playoffs. They were a playoff team last year. People forget. Mm -hmm. They snuck in last year. And they were the first team that the Bengals Close put, game. put out of their, you know, beat yeah. to start their run to the Super Bowl. So the Raiders had some, rightfully so, had some expectations coming in, although they do have, did have a new head coach, all of that stuff. It has not worked out. Derek Carr, and already, because of the structure of his contract, the Raiders can release him and not get a cap hit. That's huge. Which means they're going to release him and not get a cap hit because they, he just signed a three-year extension for $121 million. <laughs> so... Derek Carr's going to be available. I don't know if I've ever seen this happen because to go one next step further is that it's not that he's just getting benched. He's away from the team. He said he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, he stepped away. Yeah. He stepped away from the team. He said he doesn't want to be a distraction. He's not going to be at practice. They're going to list him on the injury report as not injury related. Right. In all my him, time, let him go home for a couple weeks. Yeah, covering the NFL and watching the NFL, I don't know if I've ever seen this for a prominent player, a quarterback. If they win that game in Pittsburgh, uh, just four or five days ago, they're still in the thick of the wild card hunt, and now suddenly he's going to be available for maybe a team like the Jets or uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season. Oh, there's um, a tunnel. There's a tunnel. there's a yeah. Let's there's a big list. list. There's the, a big the Jets, list. Jets, New Orleans Saints. Indianapolis. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tampa Bay, New York Giants is, are looking for people. Uh, Daniel, if Daniel Jones says we're out. Carolina. A lot. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill. When are they going to be done with Ryan Tannehill, if ever? New England. Yeah. Uh, Washington. Very interesting. Very interesting Washington, if they don't like Carson Wentz, the way he finishes out. Atlanta. And, of course, he may end up in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Everything that happened with exactly. him. Exactly. So there's a lot on the table with Derek Carr. And I'll say this. I, and I, you know, whether he's a great quarterback, good quarterback, a mediocre quarterback, say what you want about him. Think about what that guy has done. He's been the face of that franchise longer than any other quarterback they've ever had. Since 2014. And he went through the John Gruden cycle where John Gruden was released from the team unceremoniously for e bad emails. Uh, he, he had the wild card loss. This is in the last 14 months now. Wild card loss to Cincy. Late, they lost. At the goal line. Josh McDaniels comes in as a new head coach. 
They get his buddy, Devontae Adams. He comes in. So, okay, they got high expectations. He signs a three-year, $121 million contract extension. And now Jarrett Stidham's taking over for him. It's crazy. I, I don't know, beyond Derek Carr stepping away, I don't know if I've ever seen with two weeks to go, maybe a week to go I've seen it, two weeks to go a team almost punting on so many players. I think they listed like Chandler Jones was not going to play this weekend. It kind of feels like Josh McDaniels, um, that his regime is already looking forward to 2023, what they're going to do on the free agent market. The one thing I will say for the Raiders, that's going to be a tough sell if they're going to try to bring in maybe Tom Brady because of the connections to Josh McDaniels and the fact that he's going to probably be available. I don't know what veteran quarterback is going to jump at the opportunity to join the AFC West with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes in the division. That's not right. a great sell, even for someone like Tom Brady, that maybe the AFC West wasn't as deep as we thought because the Broncos have kind of fallen flat, but you still have to play four games against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert next And season. here's the thing, too. They're, you know, they're going to put this on Derek Carr. I don't know if it did. They've blown double-digit leads. Early in the season, especially. At Arizona. least four. Yeah. At least four of them where they had double-digit leads in the second half of games, and they, they couldn't hang on to the lead. Um, if you're going to blame the quarterback for that, I don't know. I would say that's, that's a little bit on the coaching, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and Josh McDaniels, said, well, his track record as a head coach with the Denver thing not and great. with the Indianapolis flirting with them, um, it's it, not yet. It's not pretty. So, all right, Steve Tasker, Chris Trapasso here. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, Field Yates is going to come out with – this is championship week in fantasy football land, so Field Yates is going to give his ultimate fantasy lineup presented by FanDuel. We'll do that right after the break. You're listening to Buffalo Bills Radio, and this is One Bills Live. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 